hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to another glorious day. This is Thoughts Become Things, and Cliff is on the mic yet again, and I wanted to reiterate what we were talking about in the last podcast and, and build on that, you know, continue to unbox and, uh, and, uh, and you know, make things real. In the last podcast, we were talking about how knowledge is power when applied. And that is so true that to ever have denied it, I, I, I look at myself and think, man, how could I have ever denied this you know, absolute fact that you can learn everything that there is to learn about anything but until you truly apply it, will anything be done? You know, you can, you can learn how to do all of this stuff. Whatever it is that you want to learn how to do. But then you have to do the work. And uh, for me, I've had some serious problems with that through my life. I've had some serious scenarios where... Somebody would teach me, you know, a, a life principle and, you know, I understood it. I kind of agreed with it even, but I did not practice it. I did not put it into action. And I wanted to reiterate that, you know, today because it is so important to take action. You know, this is your life. You know, every day, every second it's yours. It's yours to do with with what you will, you know. Uh, I'm sure you've heard, you know, life is what you make it. It most definitely is. You know, as we've learned, you know, and as we've talked about on this podcast, you know, you're responsible for pretty much everything that happens to you. You know, you either, you know, magnetize it and attract it to you, or you repel things away from you, uh, be it good, bad, or indifferent. And, uh, and it's all because of your view on things, how you feel about things and how you uh, think about them. Uh, it's that whole glass is half empty, glass is half full. You know, it's both. But you get to decide how you want to feel about it. And, um, and the same thing goes with this stuff called knowledge. You know, like reading a book. You can read a book and read it and just, you know, consume the information and, and let it wash over you and then move on to the next book, right? Or you can go into, here's, you know, what everybody says nowadays is implement. You can go into implementation of what you've learned and that's where the real power of a book comes from. That's where the real power of an idea comes from. You know, like, uh, I, I've got quite a few mentors uh, that I've learned from that say, you know, always carry something around with you that you can put notes in because your mind is constantly thinking and, uh, and, and if you don't write down those thoughts in those moments, there'll be fleeting thoughts, you know, they're gone. You'll never think of that idea again and you'll be like, man, that was such a good idea. What was it? And uh, as you're listening to this, you, uh, you might have that moment like, yeah, you're shaking your head. Yep, had that time. It, uh, it happened to me not too long ago. 
Um, I had woke up and didn't immediately write down what was in my head. And then later that morning, I was like, what was that thing I was thinking? Man, it was good. <laughs> and it's gone. Uh, now, here's the thing. This is where I'll relate that back to. If I hadn't have actually put this into action, I would have missed out on all these crazy other great ideas that I've had. You know, ideas on being more efficient and ideas on, uh, you know, you know, being uh, a better listener. All these different things that, uh, that come to us because, again, your mind is always working. So, so again, knowledge is power only when applied. And, uh, and, and when it's applied, wow, watch out. Because once you start, I mean, if, if you're doing something, usually you're doing it because you like to do it, um, you know, or you, uh, or you see some value in doing it, uh, and what you focus on grows, you know, so just imagine you start becoming aligned, you know, you're, you're uh, super conscious and then you're subconscious and then your consciousness all comes aligned. And you start living, uh, living to do what you are made to do, you know, and, and loving every minute of it. I want to say that's where true prosperity lives, is when you're doing something that you love to do, uh, and you're providing value for others. Because I think true happiness comes from from serving others, from helping others, from uh, reaching your hand down and lifting people up. Because again, I, I think we talked about this on, on another one of the podcasts is that, you know, we don't really climb the ladder of success. We don't really uh, move ourselves to new levels. We are lifted. Others around us see the value in us or our customers see the value in us or, or you know, whatever it is. And we are elevated to that next level. You know, I've, I've never been able to give myself a raise. You know, somebody else gave me that raise. So... Um, you know, to that concept, get your nose in some books. And when you're in those books, truly implement what you learn. I think that that's, that's probably the worst thing that could ever happen is you spend a couple hours invested in reading a really good book like Happy, po- you know, Happy Pocket Full of Money or Secrets of a Millionaire's Mind, or Psycho-Cybernetics, or, I mean, there's a list of uh, Magic of Thinking Big. Um, a lot of these books will do wonders for your life as long as you take action on them. And I can speak in the eye on, on, a, on some of those books now that I kind of list off their, uh, their titles. I haven't implemented everything that they taught me in those books. I'd probably be leagues ahead. <laughs> Truth be told, um, I really, I really probably would. You know, like twelve week year. If 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 everyone hasn't read a twelve uh, twelve week year, look that book up. That'll help you with some time management. It's a really cool book. Um, so, again, you know, knowledge is power when acted upon. And and I wanted to say also today that. When you're learning, realize that you're learning. Take that step back for a moment. Say, look at me. 
you know, give yourself that high five uh, because I think a lot of times we are our toughest critic and other people can see growth in us a lot easier. Well, I'm just speaking of myself, I guess, in this moment. I, I have found that other people see growth in me better than I see growth in myself. And, and that might be the same for you. And I, and I just urge you to take that second and give yourself a big high five, you know, pat on the back, uh, hoorah, because, you know, when you truly do take steps, when you read these books, when you take these actions, when you listen to this podcast, even, you know, you're taking steps to becoming a better you. You know, I, I, I've said for a long time, you know, the, the meaning of life is progress. You know, so every day we're trying to get to the most optimized cliff. You know, in my head, I am aiming to get to the most optimized cliff uh, so that I can help others. You know, my heart's in the right place at all times. My focus is dead set on, on you know, the goals set forth, you know, all these different cool things. Um, but it's just so powerful. And I, and I want everybody to to, you know, give the round of applause because you're taking motions, you know, if, uh, if other people don't notice it and you, uh, reach out to me, let's have a conversation and I'm sure I'll be able to, uh, to notice real quick, fast and in a hurry, depending on how our conversation goes, because, you know, my conversations used to start with something about work or I try to throw something about sports. I mean, I mean I'm not even a big sports guy, but I would I, that would be my start of conversation. You know what I mean? And nowadays, my conversation starters are about life and prosperity and uh, and thoughts and time and focus. You know, I, I it's really interesting. My my conversations have completely morphed you know I've always been kind of an odd duck I'm sure all of you know right um, but uh, but the idea is that you start tapping into this stuff you start investing into yourself you start reading these books and implementing things and and really uh, flexing the power muscle you know of knowledge people are gonna start noticing you're gonna start noticing your thoughts are going to be different. You're going to be viewing things different. So, so let me let me just kind of toot my own horn, and then I'll leave you guys alone for uh, for this episode. But uh, Heidi and I, uh, I think I've told you, we're we're taking on this whole new money view. Uh, we're aiming to do a debt-free lifestyle, uh, which is going to take some time to get there because uh, we have been living a debt. Uh, I don't know, debt-filled <laughs> lifestyle. Anyway, we've been, you know, digging the ditch and, uh, you know, we've been riding the roller coaster, but um, we're getting on the same po- you know, page and we're getting in the same boat and we're aiming for the same financial goals and we are, uh, you know, changing our spending habits together. And, uh, and, and really starting to flex the knowledge you know, muscle with a little bit and, and utilize some of the power that we're learning from, you know, a, a few certain podcasts. I think uh, she specifically listens to uh, Dave Ramsey and, uh, and he is just to the top notch, full of great advice and uh, really good counsel. 
as to getting out of debt. And, uh, and then, of course, I'm you know, listening to all types of other podcasts, uh, some marketing podcasts with Russell Bronson, um, and then some other stuff with... Uh, I'm trying to think of who all, who all am I listening to here of late. Um, well, actually, I've been really digging Orrin Woodward and Chris Brady... Uh, and their perspective on financial fitness. Um, and they've got some really, uh, really awesome audios out there. So, anywho, together we're getting on the same page, moving in the same direction, and we are progressing. And it is so exciting. And I, and I totally wanted to share that with you all uh, and say that, you know, again, my family have been telling me for years to save some money, you know, maybe buy some gold, get, uh, get some type of investments going, you know, make some strategy moves, uh, or strategic moves as, uh, as the years went by, I didn't do any of that. I honestly, I went and did the opposite. I did what everybody else was doing. I went and borrowed money to buy a house and I went and borrowed money to start a business and I went and borrowed more money to advertise for that business and I went and did all of these things with other people's money when realistically, you know, give it a given, if I had given it some more time and some more thought, I could have done it with all my own money. You know, and taking on the risk instead of paying somebody a couple more thousand dollars in interest uh, to have the instant gratification of, of trying things and, and uh, buying things. So, so I wanted to share that story with all of you because I'm a human. You're a human. We are going to mess things up, break things, fix things. Rearrange things, modify, adjust, grow, change, change, change. Good or bad, right? And uh, and right now we're in a good change, and we're we're switching it up. So I want that for all of you. You know, I and and, and who knows? Maybe you're listening to this and saying, Cliff, I I got my finances. I'm good. I got you know forty couple grand in the bank. I got a few 401k things kicking. I'm investing in some crypto. You know, I bought some gold. Maybe you got all that going on. But if you don't, we can we can talk about that too. Hit me up. You know, and if you don't, let's take the time to acknowledge that and get educated. There is a thing called financial literacy that they didn't teach you in school. That they didn't teach me, <laughs> at least... Uh, anything really about you know they they didn't even teach me how to balance a checkbook I mean not like you really need that nowadays but I'm just saying you know that could have been helpful for at least the first five or six years when checks were a thing while I was you know getting getting into the financial realm of things Uh, but I never understood compound interest you know how compound interest can work in two different ways against you or for you I never knew that a credit card is compounding interest against you. I mean, sure, I understood interest, right? I'm, I'm going to get this lump sum, of, you know, sum of money now, and then I got to pay it back to you X amount, and you charge me this interest because I got the money now. However, over time, you know that can that can really equal up to some amazing amounts of money, and I I was just 
I was just kind of following the sheeple, I think, right out of high school, right into debt, right? <laughs> um, I didn't go to, uh, I didn't go to uh, further education. I did no college or, uh, you know, um, anything, you know, like, uh, vocational studies or any of that stuff. So I went straight into the workforce and started, you know, first I thought it was making money. And then I learned that really you just collect bills. You know, ooh, you know, I want a cell phone. Bang, there's a bill. Oh, you want to drive? There's probably two or three bills. You got to pay the property tax. You got to pay the uh, the actual, you know, cost of the vehicle. Then you got to pay for the insurance to drive it. And then you got to tag it, title it, all this different stuff. Uh, so before you know it, you add a few things into your life, and you got all these bills. All these requirements that that now you owe somebody money for a service rendered and I and man I tell you what they didn't prepare me for any of that you know, that there was no real uh, education sent towards that so so don't get beat you know don't beat yourself up if you don't have a portfolio don't even beat yourself up if you don't know what a portfolio is because I didn't took me a while to understand what somebody meant when they said what's your portfolio and I'm like well it's manila it's like a manila envelope or whatever you know (laughs) no I don't think I was that far but the idea is that you know don't beat yourself up because you weren't given this information but now that you've been uh I wouldn't say warned but made aware a little bit now that you've been made aware a little bit, take the opportunity to do some research. Dig in. Yeah, I mean, Google is at almost all of our fingertips. And, uh, and if you're not Googling stuff about money, start. You know, I would say, I would suggest to you, Google what the Federal Reserve is. Because that'll blow your mind. It, it shocked me to find out that our Federal Reserve is actually a a big bank that is owned by like eight other big banks and a couple of them aren't even United States banks they're other countries and those are the people that control the flow of the dollar in this country well and really the world since the the world's currency is based on the dollar there's some stuff that, that as you go down this rabbit hole and learn about money and learn about finances and personal finances and, and you know business finances and all these different aspects of this thing called money. You're, I, I was amazed. I still am amazed. I find out new and different stuff on a daily. And and I and I I'd like to say that I implement as soon as possible. I mean I want to you know as soon as I like as soon as I learned that you need to make more than you spend. I kind of like clicked. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Well, but yeah, okay. It makes sense, but you need to do it. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh yeah, yeah. yeah." (laughs) And then the next one though, the second one that I heard, you need to spend less than you make. And it, and sure those sound like a vice versa, but I would look at them as two separate things and bang, make sure that you can check both boxes. Okay. I made more than I spent. And I spent less than I made. Good. We're we're good to go on two checks, right? And then, and then, uh, then the third check would be, 
uh, as far as personal finance for, for me, the third check would be pay yourself first. And what you pay yourself, you don't spend. I'll say that one again. Pay yourself first. And what you pay yourself, don't spend. Because how are you ever going to build up this nest egg or this emergency fund or this vacation or this you know, nest egg to invest in something or build a business or, or do whatever you want to do, right? How are you ever going to do that if you don't start paying yourself? Because if you're anything like me, I was really good at figuring out exactly how much I could pay everybody else and usually it was like a little bit more than I had, right? It was never a scenario where, oh, I got, I got an extra $300, man. I'll just throw that in my lockbox or in my savings account or in my whatever and save that up. No, I could spend every last penny and then some every paycheck. And I've pretty consistently my whole working career been paid bi-weekly. So every two weeks, man... It's, uh, it, it's shocking how quick all that money just disappears. And it's because there's this, uh, well, anyway, you know, we'll, we'll save maybe just it's because for a whole other podcast, but I'm, you get where I'm going, right? As I'm learning this stuff, I'm implementing this stuff, and now I'm taking steps to say, okay, I'm going to pay myself 10% out of every single check, and I'm not going to spend it which is, you know, sometimes pretty daggone hard. That means that sometimes the bill collector, he didn't get his money because I get paid first. Man, I think that might be next episode. I like that. So take take a second and say, I'm going to pay myself first before I pay everybody else because I'm the one doing the work. (laughs) Y'all just providing a phone. Providing insurance, providing the car, providing the electricity, providing the house, all these different things that you're paying for, right? Then somebody just created those numbers out of thin air, most likely, especially especially your mortgage. Somebody clicked a button and boom, hundred and a couple thousand dollars in debt for for you know them to click a button and make ones and zeros out of nothing. They didn't hand you a big old sack of gold so that you could hand the big old sack of gold to the house owner so that that house owner could take that big old sack of gold and hand it back to the bank and say, hey, put this in my account. Thanks for taking it out of their account. No, they click a button in a nanosecond. Those things took place. And for 60 years, you know, or 30 years, you're gonna pay on that mortgage uh, blood, sweat, and tears if you were in manual labor, for sure, to pay it back. Talk about knowledge is power, right? <laughs> it's crazy. And then to think that only $100 or so out of every payment that you make towards that, uh, towards that big bill is going to the principal. All the rest of it is just maintaining the loan. It is the interest that is accrued on the loan. I, that shocked me. I think if you were to, if you, like, I'm, I know I'm dropping like tons of crazy stuff on you right now, but that I'm kind of in a, in a mode. I want to keep going because check this out. If you were to make an extra, like one extra payment on your mortgage in a year, you would pay down your mortgage in probably 10 years because that extra payment is going completely to the principal. So 
you know, understand that, you know, if you, if you haven't ever looked at that bill, check it out. See how much of your payment, you know, like my mortgage, which some of you might be like, what? Um, but my mortgage is 1038 bucks, roughly, you know, pretty, pretty consistently. And I want to say out of that $1,000, uh, like $183 or something goes to, uh, to the principal. The rest of it all just manages the loan. All it does is pay the interest down on the loan. It's, ugh, it's disgusting. Um, so learning that, I'm like, oh man, we got to make sure that we can, we can squeeze another payment uh, this year for the house, you know, and that's when, that's when true budgeting comes in and using envelopes and taking stuff out in cash and being like, okay, here's our extra payment for the house envelope. We got umpteen weeks till we're going to have to make that payment before December 31st. Let's make sure, uh, that we think about, okay, we got, you know, however many weeks, you know, 15 more weeks until December uh, or 15 more paychecks or whatever, or 15 more second, you know, uh, increments of pay, we're going to take X amount of dollars out of each one of those payments and put that into this envelope so that we budget to make this payment on whatever date. Like, I've never even knew how to do that. Like, people would say, oh, make a budget and stick to it. I'm like, dang it, I don't know how to make a budget, you know? And, and it, it, I mean, to tell you straight up, it took me a while to grasp the concept of being able to take, like, uh, dentist visits, you know, and trying to, to budget for that, to say, okay, you got so many kids, they're all going to be going in for cleanings, somebody's going to get a cavity or something, let's bank for blah, X number, X amount of dollars for this year. And what happens is you write the number of the dollars on the, you know, however much it's going to be, and to think about how many different months you have in front of you and start breaking it up. You know, if it's going to be $1,000 a year to pay for dental stuff, which, you know, it's probably right around there with a, with a five-person family, if not more, uh, to budget for it, you would just then take, okay, I got 26 paychecks coming to me this year, you know, because that being happened, you know, 52 weeks. Anyway, you get it. The idea is that you would take that thousand dollars, chop it into 26 individual increments, and every single paycheck you would take that money and stuff it in the envelope. So, anyway, man, I really got off on a tangent. Um, this uh, this knowledge, this literacy about finances is really blowing my mind everyone and and I really want to share it with all of you because it's something we're all dealing with right you know for the longest time we've been talking about how thoughts become things right well our money is directly tied to what we think about you know and if you're thinking about oh I don't have enough money yeah I could give you Susie Orsman's suggestion she says whip out the checkbook and write a check and give it to somebody so that you can get your mind into the mindset of abundance where your finances are concerned, not scarcity. Because if you're thinking about, oh, I don't have enough, or, oh, we're just barely going to make it, or, oh, we got just enough to make ends meet, that's what you're going to experience. You know, oh, we're not going to make it, or, oh, we're just going to make it, or we're just making ends meet. Like, I know a lot of people that, that tell themselves with their businesses, oh, I just want to make enough to pay the bills. Well, the universe heard that <laughs> and it said, okay, you only want enough to pay the bills. Well, here you go. And that's where, you know, that's what, what blows my mind about like 
money views, and, and it, it, it's just crazy how, how much it all ties together. So, before I get off on another tangent, wow, I almost do want to hit the 30-minute mark. Man, you guys are... If, <laughs> I can't wait to see who all actually makes it all the way through this one. <laughs> all right, well, I love all you guys. Um, thank you for jumping on. And I think we'll pick back up on this whole crazy money view, you know, how, uh, you know, knowledge is power when applied. And when we get into budgeting, my, oh my, oh my, it's all brain, it's all driven from how you feel, you know, because you can have that moment where you're like, whatever, I'm just going to buy the pack of Skittles or whatever. But if you've made the agreement with you and your spouse, I'm not, oh, here I go again. Off on another tangent. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, stick to your guns, y'all. Keep your PMA up. You know it'll change your day up. And uh, and we'll talk soon. Be good.